Welcome to Falling Off the Bandwagon, episode 10. This may be the most consistent production I've ever had in my life. <laughs> we recap our NHL team's rocky starts. We have bubble talk, Cespedes opting out. We talk trading places with any player, NBA's return, and the PGA Championship. Thanks for the last three months. Oh, and a nice little treat around the 24 and a half minute mark for Willems. Cheers, boys. So, uh, we need to pick up on our NHL recap so far. I would say we're, it's not looking that good for us. We're, we're off to a horrible start. <laughs> yes, we are. We may have chosen the, the four teams that will be out first. I think I have the only winner, and my winner was, and it's a, it's a round robin, so it really doesn't matter. It's all for seeding. But how they won was really bad. Like It was it was a garbage garbage goal that ended up sealing a deal for him so but yeah our our hockey is struggling right now so as a reminder just so everybody knows godly has the caps the penguins the predators the and the knights and i have the rangers the bruins the avalanche and the canucks so i'll talk about my team really quick but yeah go ahead uh yeah so rangers are trailing 2-0 in the series to the Carolina Hurricane, and they've looked bad both games. Game three is tomorrow night. Uh, we're, in, we're recording this on Monday, so it'll be Tuesday night's game three. It's elimination game for them. Yeah, they've looked really bad both games. Um, the Bruins, supposed to be one of the best teams in hockey playing in the round robin, got destroyed by the Flyers 4-1. I hate the fucking Flyers. Oh, Philadelphia probably irritates me just as much as fucking Boston does. Um, the fact that I, ha- I have a Boston team is still on little, I'm regretting that decision now, but it is what it is. Um, Avalanche, like I said, they, they stole a win. So I'll take that one right there. And then the Canucks got destroyed as well. So I'm sitting one for three <laughs> right now. Um, only one of my teams is one. So, but I think you're in the same boat as I am right now. So. Yeah, um, it's not looking good for me. I think all my teams have only played one game. Right now I have uh, playing is the Stars and the Golden Knights. And the Golden Knights were up one nothing going into the second period. Power play, I assume, happened. I haven't been watching it because uh, there was two goals in a minute. And now they're down 3-1, and it's about to be the start of the third. So <clears throat> that'll be a loss. But that one's a round robin, right? So... The Knights are in it no matter what. Yes, so they're in a round robin. Okay, so I don't really care. So it's all for it's all for seeding, but still, it's like you want to have momentum on your side. Yeah, but it, I'm fine. Uh, Canadians and Penguins. Penguins lost the first game. I don't even think convincingly. No, they. I so, mean, so so the Canadians and the Penguins went to overtime. That's right. They yeah, went, I stopped watching at that point. They went to overtime, and then yeah, it was it was. Canadians came right out and they scored quick. Yeah. Oh, all right. So as we spoke, uh, Penguins just scored. I think they're, I don't know how the countdown in NHL goes. It's 1535 in the first. So is it going down? Yeah, it's going up? down from 20 minutes. So they've only played five okay. minutes. All right, cool. So it's still um, super early. All right. Yes, but we have a goal on the board. Uh, Capitals lost earlier today. In the shootout. In a shootout, yeah, it was. I, I tuned in because I thought it was. I thought it was over, uh, and then I saw that it was on. Tuned in. It's the last shot for both teams. They're tied one-one. Lightning take it methodical score, which I thought the goalie could have moved. He left it quite a bit open, and he didn't even react to it that well. But I mean, it's going really fast. So and it's shootout. Right, style. I, it's I've never tough, played dude. there. These guys are they're, they're on the shootout team for a reason. And it, so they're up. They're one of the top three. Two one, and then now it's the Caps' last shot. And the guy just—I mean, the ref hasn't even dropped it yet, and the guy's already moving at full speed. And then he just moving full speed. I expected like some type of like power thrust or slap. No, he just like slings it, like barely even taps it right into the goalie's like 
gonads. Right? Is, is, is good. And I'm like, that was the worst. Like, he just kind of was like, fuck it. We lost. Who cares? It's round robin. Um, And then the Predators, they lost. So, yeah, it's not looking too well for us. Yeah, it's it's looking like we're both going to have to do these things. And it, it's looking like it's going to have to uh, happen quick. So. Yeah. Uh, at least the round robins don't matter. Yeah. So, I'm, I still have faith in the... In the uh, capitals knowing our luck watch one of our qualifying round teams somehow make it through and then play one of our fucking round robin teams <laughs> right like, i know that's the that's the one it. thing i'm like looking at once they start to like win is all right all right where do i need them to place yeah because i don't want them to go against each other yeah uh, which is something that we talked about uh, when we first decided to do this that that could happen mm-hmm. and um, that's why we made it to where there it could be one winner or two losers so Right. Just to remind everybody the stakes. Uh, if my teams lose, Godly gets to pick my fantasy football team name and profile photo. And if Godly's teams loses, lose, then he has. I will show him the Joey Logano fan T-shirt and hat he has to purchase, and then he has to blast it all over his social media every single race for the rest of the year. And neither one of us can say why we have to do it. We just have to go you have to act like a super yeah. fan you have to post th- between three and four times <laughs> each race go, i want to get to the point where maybe he retweets me or likes a photo or gives me like a follow that's what my goal is going to be is to get him to follow me i'm going to sit there and the the first one you're going to do i'm going to retweet retweet it and comment uh hashtag make a wish can we send this dude to a race <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, he's got a, he's got Crohn's. It's been really debilitating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Took him ten years to graduate college, all because of the Crohn's and everything. So I get there, meet him, and I'm like, I don't like you at all. <laughs> and he's just gonna say, "Well, fuck you too." So <laughs> just punch him right in the face <laughs> and be like, "This one's for uh, this one's for the rest of NASCAR for, for Chase. wrecking Chase Elliott." <laughs> yeah, this is for that twenty bucks you cost me, you piece of shit. <laughs> all right, and then. All right, so something I have since NHL has been going on, I forgot to to acknowledge them in our talk about athleticism. They are top five athletes. I'd have to say they're top like one or two. Yeah, I I didn't realize how hard that looks, and and it, if it looks hard, it's got to be hard. Yeah, the, their shifts are anywhere between thirty seconds to a minute thirty each shift. But yeah, you're consistently moving. Your head has to be on a swivel. You are getting hit by other people. You have a puck that's flying at 100 miles an hour any direction hitting you in the balls and the teeth, face, chest, all this stuff. Yeah, right there. and you only have a shield covering your eyes. Some <laughs> of them, most of them, yeah. Hey, give it up to them, man. Yeah. I couldn't. I'd be, I'd be the one with a full face. So you got all that. And then to mention you're on ice, skating forwards and backwards. So yeah, I mean... The, the shape some of these guys are in is just unbelievable. But then, like, I was watching the Rangers game today against the Hurricanes, and their their first line just destroyed us. Um, they had a 18-year-old, an 18-year-old uh, scored three of the four, four goals. He had a hat trick, and it was the first hat trick in Carolina Hurricanes history during the postseason. And I was just like, great, we gave that up to an 18-year-old. And then I look at it, and the other two people on the fucking first line are 18 and 20. It's like, well, they're going to be great moving forward. Now, we have some good young talent, too, but we're not showing up. I mean, fucking Bergeron. Is it it their goalie that's doing really well? The whole freaking team is, dude. They're they're attacking us strong. Their their front check. I told you. Just from like looking at this series, that that they were they were favored. They were favored because they, they they're the higher seed because they had more points and all. The Rangers hadn't lost a game to them all year. They were four and zero. But reset and do all that stuff. It takes a lot out of it. But I think a lot of it has to do is we don't have our starting goalie. They still haven't said what's technically wrong with him. They just said he's unfit to play. It's not COVID related. But so that puts Hendrick Lundqvist back in. And normally, like, you're thinking Hendrick Lundqvist, great. But he has been abysmal this year. And he's been really struggling with giving up early goals. And, I mean, game one, first shot on goal, he gave up. 
game two, second shot on goal, he gave up. So that was early, early deficits right off the bat and having to work from behind from 19 minutes and then 16 minutes. It's, it's, it's tough, especially being with a team that's very athletic. But I mean, if you want to watch a, a game, both games have consistently hard hitting. Both games have had fights. Um, these two teams do not like each other, which is great. I love it when when you see that in it's got the playoffs playoff atmosphere. Some of these other games just like look la di da, um, but this series has been good so far. Unfortunately, my team's on the losing end of it. But like I said, elimination game, game three tomorrow night, Sun, uh, Tuesday night. It's the best of five series, so the Rangers have to win out from now. So yeah, not gonna happen. Yeah. So, but yeah, athlete wise, yeah, they have to be there in goalies. Goalies have to be in extremely good shape and then extremely flexible too. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Like I, I, I can't, I wouldn't put my knees down like that. Knees like that. And then doing like splits to say something like that. Something like the, I mean, they catch these hundred mile an hour slap shots and you just see their arm yanked back on some of them because they're coming from awkward angles. Like what the heck? I think the two sports I wish I had played was hockey and lacrosse. And it's mainly based on how cool their gear is. You talking about you talking about the face mask? The the face mask, the gloves on them. I mean every time I go through like Dick Sporting Goods, I always pick up one of the gloves and put them on. I'm like, oh these are so I mean cool. put them on and bring them in. those are your like your punching gloves. Like if you want to deck somebody hit them with that so you protect your hand. Yeah. Should be like are you in a bar fight? I got hold on. I bought something the other yeah, day. Let me put on my right hand right real quick. <laughs> I got my caps glove in the back, bitch. Hold on. <laughs> All yeah, right. So that would uh, be great. So we'll we'll keep watching the NHL and uh by next podcast, I'm sure we'll only have two teams each remaining. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> now there's something I wanna I wanna talk to and it kind of transitions into the NBA. Um, but all sports and it's kind of one of those things in how you're looking with COVID related. PGA has been able to kind of minimize COVID with their stuff just because they do travel around the United States and the world, but their protocol has been very, very well. Um, and then you have the two bubbles. You have the NBA bubble down in Orlando, which has worked very, very well. And then you have the NHL bubble up in Toronto, which is working very, very well. And I think bubbles are really, really good. at you've They're a proven system to work. And then you go to MLB, which doesn't have the bubble. And it puts a lot of responsibility on the players and the organizations to follow protocols. And I mean, you saw with the Phillies, they're they're I think they're playing their first game back tonight against my Yankees. So they've only played three games while everybody else has played like seven or eight. So this is like their first game back in like 10 days or so. Um, but they've done a horrible job about it. The Miami Marlins did a horrible job about it. Now there's an outbreak in St. Louis. And it comes down to the organizations really do have to follow these processes. I mean, you're seeing like the hand gestures and stuff like that don't, don't matter too much just because it's not transmitted that way. It's more airborne. But the fact that like Miami, they decided to go to a strip club in Atlanta. Like, come on. Like, well, how, how, how much of that, when you look at how organizations hold themselves together, the Baseball players are always known to just be like goofballs. Like they, they are, and a lot of they have routines. Do you really expect them to 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 grow up and mature at this point? Well, like they to, just get I bored. think I think you see the teams that are doing well, like the Yankees. They're they're the best team in baseball right now, and they. I mean, they show it. They we've talked about it, how they were the favorites, and they, it's they're showing to the favorites. together when you're good. But, it, but if you're a bad team, you care less. But it's also those one of those things that you sit there and Yankees relatively are a young team. But they have that that those couple of veterans veterans that hold everybody accountable, and they have the manager, and everybody's like, "Hey, this is you're here for a check. We're here to play a season. It's a shortened season. We need to take this serious." So I see that Miami. I mean, you're not in the season far enough to be ruled out of it. Technically, actually, if I look at the standings right now, based off of win percentage, the Miami Marlins are winning the NL. Their, their division right. with three games. So it, it doesn't even have to do with that. They were just, this is their whole plan. <laughs> win, win twice and quit. <laughs> yeah, It's just, they were, their young players were being stupid and then it just spread. Um, St. Louis is different when I think somebody just caught it and just got it in there. So it, it's different, but 
I, I have my own theory about the Marlins. Yeah. But I, I love because the they've bubble. been gutting their team for for cash. I think this is a play at them to not pay salaries and be cheap again. It's just a theory. It's no, probably it's no, no, definitely no. wrong. Hell no, yeah. Because I mean, it's Jeter, but Jeter did he he gutted everything right there. But you also think he's got some. They've got some young talent because of all this, all the all the draft picks they got. He's full. He's doing what the Astros did to rebuild their franchise, and I think it's gonna work. It doesn't work overnight and stuff, but yeah, it's just amplified when there's only sixty games. You have COVID and three quarters of your team test positive because a handful of individuals decided to uh, go to a strip club. So, but then I also look like I look at the bubbles and I just see how well the bubbles look. So it's like baseball, you could have done it. Um, you have spring training areas in Florida and stuff like that. And everybody, well, Florida's a hotspot. That's where the NBA is. They're in Orlando. So you could have possibly done it with all the spring training spots for, for those bubbles right there. It'll be interesting to see what the NFL does. Um, cause I definitely think the NFL could do a bubble. There's, there's facilities that were, that are close enough together that can accommodate. Football it. is going to be very, it's going to be a very hard conversation for them to have and, and for them to, to work out. I, I'm most interested to see what they do. That's a lot of moving parts it, it is. and it's really going to suck for colleges. I think that's going to be sports programs and the college itself could be destroyed. Oh, I mean, you already see it that a lot of these bigger programs or bigger universities, they've cut small programs and not even small programs. They've cut a lot of their pro their programs. Um, I mean, I'll take Boise State example. They just had baseball return back for first time in forever. And they got a half a season in. That's it. They played half the season, was shut down due to COVID. And now their program has been scrapped. Think about all the mm. kids that they recruited all the time. It took to reestablish that program and now it's scrapped. And then you go back to other ones that have lost. Like, I mean, Ivy leagues canceled all football already. Nobody watched that anyways. <laughs> yeah. So it's insane. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what that is. It's definitely going to reshape everything, but I think the NFL could do a bubble with some of the, with some of its cities. I mean, the Northeast, you have Philly, New York, Buffalo, Boston, they're all right there, and that's four or five stadiums that you can accommodate a good chunk of people. The L.A. area, area you have a couple stadiums right there. You have Oakland that you can fall back into, San Francisco. Vegas is right there. Phoenix is right there. So you have a couple of that are in there. You want a bubble in Vegas. Why not? <laughs> it's Plenty in, of reasons. It's in the middle of nowhere. It's in the desert. Yeah. Uh... And I mean, I'm trying to figure out where, where it is, but just stick them out and where they can't get to Vegas or you limit where they go. And if they do, you put a repercussion on it. But that's what I'm saying. Just have, it, have a burning man. Just put them out there. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, it, I think the bubble, the, we've proven that the bubble works if you take the time to do it. Um, but it'll be interesting to see. I'm, I'm just hoping we have football, regardless if it's college or yeah. NFL, if it's both or it's just one of the other ones. I just hope we have i'm not sure what we would talk about <laughs> we might have to take a, a hiatus ourselves we might have to opt out we could still talk about nascar and golf that's year round almost <laughs> nba oh man probably come that's back. a that's a listener's oh, right there sure. that gains them hey man there's 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 <laughs> casts that are strictly nascar and strictly golf so it, yeah, it works. All three but as much random shit as we talk about <laughs> it don't matter so but that was my kind of two cents on that one so yeah well mlb like i already said like yankees are the best team in baseball right now they're six and one they are absolutely on fire and this weekend they swept the red Sox. boom took all three games first two games it didn't even look like the red Sox showed up and then the third game they showed up and hey meet mr and aaron judge we got our bullpen. Oh, it was, oh, it was, they were using uh, the opener role, which is just literally they had a reliever start. And from the get go, it was, it was tough for them. And but it was ugly. they were actually scoring runs, which was great. This, this is the first game all season. They scored a run in the first inning against James Paxton. So it was, it was great to see, but yeah, they, uh, they didn't hold up their end of the bargain. Yankees pretty much won it in the bottom of the eighth and, Zach Britton came out and closed it out in the night. So it was nice to see that sweep coming in. Golden Knight scored. Oh, well, there you go. The other thing that three I, two. Yeah, the other thing I can talk about with baseball, I mean, I, I'm just gonna focus on my Yankees for the most part, but was Cespedes this weekend 
with his opting out of the MLB season and how he did it. I mean, the dude is classless. Classless. Yeah. I, I understand opting out for health concerns and for your family and everything. I completely get it. But come on, man. You've got to give your organization a heads up. The Mets were in Atlanta this weekend, and they had like a 1 o'clock start game, I think, something like some Something was, was early afternoon, and they all reported to the bus and went to the game, and Cespedes never reported. And when management found out that he didn't report, they sent security to his room. Security got in his room, and there was nothing. He was packed up and gone. And then they started the game and got like halfway through the game, and they finally found out through his agent with a text message saying that he decided <laughs> to opt out of the season. Like, that is so classless, man. Not to give anybody a heads up, not to let anybody know that, hey, I'm not going to play anymore. Um, Can you opt back in? No. Hmm. No, because see, I would I would opt out as long as they sucked, and then once if they made it to the playoffs, uh, I, I'm good now. Yeah, so I opt mean, in. it was it was ridiculous. So that that yeah, really I saw photos irritated. of him at a mall. Yeah, today. I, that really irritated me. I mean, there's and that's the, that's the type of athlete that I hate across all sports, the self centered ones that mm-hmm. just don't care. So like all of them? No, there's not. I mean, Aaron no, Judge is not a self centered person. Hell no. Um, you look at a lot of, like Mike Trout, self-centered, not, a, not one bit, um, NFL, there's, there's people in the NFL that aren't self-centered, but then you have people like Odell Beckham, who is a big personality who makes his, his comments public, but he also sat there and he, like the day before reporting to the Browns, he said, he doesn't think the NFL should have a season, um, for COVID related reasons and stuff like that. But because they're going forward with it, he's like, I'm here for my team. So he's planning on playing for his team. But he made his 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 opinion public. That I'm fine with. I'm completely fine yeah. with somebody doing stuff like that or backing out for a reason. So we're I'm fine with that. But to do what Cespedes did just absolutely was senseless. That was irritating. But yeah, that's that was kind of my thing with with, with baseball right there. So that that it was a great weekend. But yeah, that kind of put a sour taste in my mouth and I just watched uh I I didn't uh, enjoy watching baseball at all this weekend. Because, uh, see, you have because to watch it you, as a well, fan. I know, but it's hard to be a fan when you know that your team is garbage and then you hose me with a bet. <laughs> oh, I I, I hook like sinkered you and I I said I'll go there. ahead and line it up. <laughs> he he texts me, "Do you want to make a personal bet on the <laughs> Yankees Red Sox series and I'm like fuck no and I was like wait a minute so lines haven't been posted at this point I looked and I was like it will not be a straight up but I'll take the line I thought they would give me two and a half nope but the normal line is one and a half and they did it for all and three that's games. all they gave me all three games so thank you Vegas and I should have just they won by I two just runs against the thing in almost just to make up the difference one. I don't know why he didn't do that. Just put like 10 on each game. And then that way, knowing that they would lose, I would pay you the, I would just pay you the 30 from my winning. Oh yeah. But I didn't have, to. I gave, I paid him 30 bucks. The, the, uh, the bet was an exchange of like a case of beer or like a bottle of bourbon. So hope you enjoy whatever you get. And so, yeah, you got the 30 bucks. I like how you listed it though, as uh from my retirement fund. <laughs> it was no, it was my retirement. <laughs> I just don't want to say from my retirement fund. Uh and it was me saying I'm retired at the same point. But uh yeah, so thanks for that. Um I won't be doing that again. I'll have to find one later on that I can get you back for. Next Red Sox uh, Yankee right. series. No. Uh, <laughs> I would have to make my own lines. We'd have to go like over team total. <laughs> Uh, which I think is just a standard five and a half pretty much for baseball that I've been noticing. Fuck the Yankees. I want to close it. Fuck the Yankees. Fuck the Yankees. How about that? Fuck the Yankees. Fuck you and your Yankees. Fuck the Yankees. Yes. Uh, Fuck the Yankees for several reasons. You want to go through all of them? Fuck the Yankees. A, they bought their team. Yes, they bought their team. 
They spent the most money. They're supposed to win. Like, okay, not fuck. If you have money on the Yankees, different story. If you have money on any team, okay, go ahead and cheer for that team. It's kind of like having stock in a company. You have an investment. You're cheering for that. But if you're just going to be some fucking bloat-headed alcoholic drink, drinking overpriced beer in the stands and paying too much money for parking, and they're going to yell for a team, have some character and pick an underdog. If you're just yelling to yell, pick an underdog. Why not? The Yankees are supposed to win. So for you to be a dildo arrogant fan on top of that, that's like going to a casino and cheering for the house and being an asshole about it. Yeah. Fucking up to the fucking Indian casino. Just set up shop right behind a blackjack table and go, oh, dealer busted your ass, bitch, huh? That's my fucking dealer. I chose that dealer. I got my dealer, dealer hat on. I spent food money for this hat. I'm hungry. What the fuck is that? Random topic that we discussed. Uh, if there, how, how would you present it? What, how would you present the question? So I, oh, it's 3-3 three, three now. Let's go. So I was, I, I said, I proposed a question. is like, why don't we do a, a quick brief segment about like our favorite player? Um, didn't matter what, what sport or what decade. And we agreed, came to a decision like we should do a player that we would love to tr be like a, a day in a life of that player. You get to switch uh, roles and become that player for a day or, or a couple days in, in their life. And the other one was an influential player, somebody that you would love to that like influence you to do things. So, I mean that that's kind of like how I I look at it. For me, it's one and the same player um, with Derek Jeter. I would love to live. Oh, okay. hold his, on. His life. I was gonna say, I was gonna say before you said it. I have two guesses, and one I'll hate you for. It. If it was a golf player, I would have logged off this shit and never called you again. Uh, so I'm glad it's not that. And then I was like, it's going to be someone from his one of his favorite teams. And I was guessing baseball. But go ahead. I, I won't ruin it. I already did. Uh, no, ahead. you're fine about it. But, I mean, you look at it. He's, so, Derek Jeter, I mean, he spent his entire career with one organization. And not many, if if any, players can say that in, in new days where they spend their whole, their whole careers at one spot. Not even Tom Brady can say that now. Um, Jason Hansen can for the Detroit Lions, but him and Derek Jeter in rarefied air. But no, so yeah, Derek Jeter would definitely be day in life, and I would love to switch it up with one of the, like the World Series runs and w winning the World Series right there, and just going through that, going like the mind space going through his head and how he felt and all the emotions that come with it. Um, and then like flash forward to how he is approaching as being like a partial owner of the Marlins now and how his retired life is, but then also. Like influential, I mean, he he's one of the big reasons I got into baseball. Um, was and the big reason I loved him was because he kept his name out of the public. He was the face of baseball, and everybody agrees that from the time he was from his time with the Yankees, when you talked about MLB, Derek Jeter was the face of baseball of American baseball, and. That was really, really cool. And, and he, he, yeah, he did. He didn't have his name drugged through the mud. He was the star role model that you could have. Yeah, everybody has their things, but his stuff just at least wasn't out there in the public, which was cool. And now that 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 banner has been passed on to Mike Trout as he's the face of baseball and he's the same way. And I, I really like that. So, but yeah, influential. Like he was big reading right there. Favorite team, of course, but. I mean, yeah, that's where it goes. I mean, you have all these other players to go through, but nobody like resonated with me as much as Derek Jeter to go through. So I know you definitely had a couple that you were talking about, and I have no idea where you're going to go with this because your head, like your head's everywhere. So this yeah, I'm not a favorite person, and I don't know if that's because I just don't keep track of what I mean. I have things that I enjoy, but I I think limiting it. I'm like so broad across the spectrum that it's hard for me to pinpoint. I like this one most of all. It's kind of just how I feel like on, on any given day. But as a player, I think that's a little bit different. Who who would I want to trade a day in the life of? Oh, man, it would. 
I I was always thinking, okay, for me, I mean, I really like uh, football, so it would probably have to be something like that because I played that sport. I mean, I played all the sports, but all the major sports, but I don't know, like Michael Vick back in the day, like that, just having that at like an athletic ability that I can never conceptualize me ever getting to or ever even being able to attain. So not like, his dog fighting days. No, I mean, I wouldn't like his personal life would be the issue. Um, I think playing him would be like really awesome. At the same point, I was like, you know, Cam in Auburn days, you know, being like on campus, having that life, everyone just like adoring you and being just like, I'm the best fucking player that's ever played at this school. And I'm, that's rivaling Bo Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people would say Bo and Cam and it's, it's a one, a one B for Auburn fans. I don't know who put who they put it. A, um, but even with that right now, give me Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> like, because of how everyone like dolls over him, like girls are just oh, like, like obsessed. I, like I his personal life has got to be. Yeah. I remember him coming out of the combine and doing really bad with the bench press, which is supposed to be this huge mark of how good of an athlete you are. And everybody was making fun of him because he, he barely did any reps. But then he comes out, and I mean, he's hands over fist. He's top three running back. Yeah, he's jacked now. Overall, too. I think he's probably the best running back when you include his hands and everything like that. Straight up running back where it's just running downhill. No, I think there's two other better ones than him. But overall, I think he can he can be the best with his hands. But yeah, that I like that selection. The Cam and Auburn, and yeah, you just know my point. I always wanted to do like like a wide receiver, right? Because that's what I played. Um you know, that would be really cool to do, like switching up with um, like Fitzgerald or Julio or Nuke. Like those are three of my favorite wide receivers. Steve Smith, um, like, yeah, but he's got all that. He's got just as good as route running and hands as him. He could be, if you switch to wide receiver, one of the top five wide receivers. Yeah, in the league. I'd say he could possibly be even better because I think as a running back, you have to have even more precise routes because it helps that he only has to run against linebackers but it's also That's one of those things he he it. has to get open he still has to when he runs his routes because not all routes are out to the corners and stuff like that he has to come back in the middle of the field and within five yards and i mean within those five yards he can get lit up by a linebacker a lineman a free safety a db cutting across i mean it's tough but then you sit there when he winds he lines up wide right or left and he takes on a db or something like that and toasts him all right so i have my with all that said, I have my my two official picks. Okay. Okay. All right. One is to be playing during a game, and the other one is for the game in life. All right. To play in a game, Barry Sanders. There you go. I would love to be Barry Sanders. I mean, I I've watched tape of a lot of running backs. I just enjoy watching football tape. I still have never seen anyone like him. Uh, Lashawn McCoy, a lot of the same moves. But he still just can't do it like he did. Mm-mm. And then, like, uh, Barry had the breakaway speed, too. LaShawn McCoy. Yeah, there's did. not a lot of old players that I think could play today because it is faster and different. I think he could still play today. Like, not at his age, but take that same player and move him. Yeah. And then for the player in life, Kenny Stabler, quarterback for Oakland Raiders. He was one of the top quarterbacks of his time. He's a Hall of Famer. And then off the field, a G. <laughs> I was waiting like, for like the ladies, people. man. <laughs> of show up to games, hungover. Oh my god! Like I, let, I'll switch with him. This is this is one hundred percent you because that's how you are in life. <laughs> show up hungover. Yeah, I mean, just a man, <laughs> a dude's dude. Uh, and uh, Knights just scored four three. Yeah, so those are my two picks. I, the off the field and how I look, uh, I don't really care. I, I I want the life. That's fine. I mean that that's completely fine. I mean we go completely different. That's why we are different. That's why we go by last names and not first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, quick side note: Godly for the Red Sox sucks. Yeah. We won't get into it. I just love how your name's he on a Red Sox player and he got destroyed. So I was uh, texting Keith during during that game and 
because I finally saw, I've been saying I want his jersey, but I can't see it up for sale. I was interested to see what his jersey number was. He was 52 with the Diamondbacks, I believe. And he debuted, I think this is the second time up on plate for us. That's 59. He was 68. Oh. I'm like, you are one number away from an immediate purchase. Like, you give me 69 and godly on the back of that. I'm on it all day. I'm buying it every single color. And the best part, <laughs> even button up. The best part would be up. is like when if you wore that in public and when you were all around, it's like, oh god, that's that is so godly right there. Like yeah, and then I and I love it even more being able to be like, actually, it is a baseball it's a, player. Yeah, it's a fact. Uh, I love that shit even more. But no. <laughs> So sorry, that was a random tid- tidbit right there. So, but yeah, no, I I wanted to bring that up. I just I forgot about that's it. That's hilarious. All right, so the NBA return this weekend, and if you bet the over, you have had a hell of a weekend. Oh my God, <laughs> just blowouts. It's like we're watching like preseason basketball or like the first. It's all star games, dude. It's unbelievable. I mean, the Houston game. Where they were, it was seventy some odd points for each team, and there still was like three minutes left in the second. Yeah, that one nobody could miss that game. But see, it also tests it also tested how good they were shooting. So a lot has to do with that. But yeah, defense wise, yeah, there was nothing. But you know, that's a James Harden defense. He doesn't. He's not known for. Yeah, but I mean, even though he did play well last night against the Bucks. But I'm not going to give him credit for one game. Yeah, I mean, the Clippers' second game, though, they set a franchise record for most threes. Yeah, that's all they shoot because they play small ball. Oh, it was it's unbelievable. If you look at it, but you, you look at it and you look at their players and it's like threes. I think of J.J. Redick and Paul George. But, I mean, Kawhi was stepping up and banging them down there. Their big men were stepping up and banging them. Yeah. I mean, they, were, they, they, they scored, I think it was 25 or 26 threes that, uh, that they made. And I think their percentage was in the 40% of making. I, I Don't quote me on that, but it was a high percentage of, of made three-pointers for that game. So Yeah, we need, we need, we need a stats guy. I mean, me, but <laughs> to look that up. <laughs> like right off the spot. All right, maybe when we get to ESPN big. Hell no. Hell no. Once we just start getting a little bit bigger, we'll have that third guy that we just chime in. He's in the video chat with us, but he doesn't get to say a word. We just look over and like, yeah. He's like, yep. <laughs> yeah. Hey, 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 Tim. Tim, can you verify that for me? Thanks. Yeah. And like two minutes later. Oh, it was? Okay, perfect. Thank you. <laughs> so I've been playing a lot. Um, NBA, you can bet like money lines. That's fine. But you'll see that the money lines are like not even worth it. Oh, hell no. It's like they know who's probably going to win the game. Mm-hmm. And so then if you do bet it, you have to bet a shit ton of money. And then they end up losing. And you're like, fuck this team. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, over-under is the only way to do it. Yeah, I like over-unders or team totals. Uh, I really love player props, and I had two player props parlay last night that absolutely saved my life because I bought a guy's golf package once. I knew not to do it. I told everybody I don't do it, and then I did it. How much does the golf package cost? Because you were making a big Um, deal about this this weekend. Oh, nothing. It was like 50 bucks. Really? But I used a military discount. Which I'm not military, but I had the discount. <laughs> oh, so you got to add a discount and you still, oh my God, you're frustrating. Yeah, dude, it's just annoying. Like it, it just, I don't like taking, if I take other people's bets, I can lose on my own accord and be okay with it. I know because the only person I can be upset is myself. If somebody else loses, I expect them to be a hundred. Right. Yeah. But I know that that's like not, that's impossible. In fact, I was only hoping to really like, if it went up like, Two or three units, cool. It didn't. It went down. Yeah, a lot. Let's get back to your player <laughs> prop bet because I mean, the one that you tweeted about, I'm not. I don't know if it's what you actually took, but the one with Giannis mm-hmm. with the Bucks winning the opening tip and then scoring the first point. Yeah, so um, I have been playing that all year long. Uh, they have Lopez. Lopez gets the wins the tip. Uh, when I last looked it up, it was, Ooh, damn. Good job. Yankees just cashed the, uh, over. Oh yeah. Gio Urshela, um, three run shot six, one. So yeah, the, the bucks have been, uh, they have Lopez and he wins the tip. Uh, when I looked, it was 80% of the time. And then, so you, you immediately get the ball. Milwaukee is one of the highest scoring teams in the league and most efficient. So 
they score, when I did the math, it was 70% of the time they make the first shot. I'll take that every day. And it's almost even lines. So I've been, I ran that and it hit, it hit twice this weekend. I'm going to just keep playing it. Uh, yeah, you can, God, I would do, but you can't do it with a prop bet. You can only do it with other stuff. Five, three nights, man. Um, so then the prop bet that that I had last night was uh Giannis uh I think the points over and yeah and Doncic points over and they both hit pretty easily. There you go. So uh yeah, luckily uh so moving on, my team, Celtics, uh we lost and then we won. I think overall we still look pretty good. We lost the first game pretty close against the Bucks, and our one of our best players Tatum was not playing very well uh which he has that he's still trying to get in the mood yeah, he's, when he he's, goes he's, off he's going to be a star yeah, he's always but been he's not streaky, there yet. but the one thing is like his offense has been streaky he's did his defense has always been good yeah we have uh I guess what could be considered kind of like a small ball look but everybody plays really well oh, you, you have, I, you I love that we got Walker they, I mean they look yeah. dangerous I mean we have four Guys, that you can easily name. I would even say five with Smart being there. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mark Marcus um, Smart's a thug, though. I love him. He's got that. Yeah. He's he's not From there Oklahoma to score State. points. Yeah, he's there to fucking take your best player out of it. And if he doesn't, he gets him pissed off enough where he gets a couple fouls on him or, or double technical, and then he'll file out later, later in the game. But, yeah, uh, he's like Patrick Beverly, where he just pisses you oh, yeah. off. Patrick you're like, you're not even good. Yeah, Patrick Beverly's actually. <laughs> good <laughs> Farkas yeah, smart is just he's really good at pissing people off <laughs> yeah no the main issue i've had with with marcus smart is his uh payment demand which i think we I, I think this year we did cower to him i'm not sure if we i can't remember right off my head whether we signed him to a long-term deal or just gave him like for the year i hope it's i don't know if he's he part of the real long term i mean he's not part of the long-term right. program you've got tatum kemba Taco's there. Uh, if Taco can put on just a little bit of muscle weight, he'd yeah, be unstoppable. And get, he's, he's a little awkward. Brown, Brown has been, uh, over the year, our most consistent player. Um, really deserving of the contract that he got Yeah, uh, in my eyes so far. But we have a we have a solid core. And, you know, it's one of those, I, I normally am the type, and I always say it, that if you don't win at all, then I want you to get first pick. But this is some of the cases where that's not true, where you see that we're there. Like, we're within a year well, or two away you from look at being it, there. Like, Taco's a draft pick. Tatum's a draft pick. Brown's a draft pick. Kemba's a, uh, a free agent signing. Like, that's key. And that's You have to have draft picks mixture with free agent signings and then some good veterans like Marcus Smart that come into it. And, I mean, that's the backbone of what a championship team is. I mean, you look at Golden State. I mean – Curry, the Splash Brothers, they I mean, they were, that was all draft picks. They really didn't bring anybody in and that put them over the top until KD from free agent signing. And I mean, but that's part of it. You look at like any team that LeBron's been on, it's been LeBron. If it's just him and he has no supporting cast, they can't do it. They can make the playoffs, but they can't close. He has to have one or two players to be a supporting cast from the through. But I mean, that's it right there. So, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think Boston is going to look good for a lot of years to come. So, I think their rebuilding's over. I think they maybe one or two more mm-hmm. pieces, but I think they have the pieces. They just have to develop them better. So Yeah, and in the East, I mean. Yeah, the East. We have a pretty good run. The only one in our way is really Milwaukee. And they Toronto. can go. They can have a night where they don't Tor- do anything. Tor- yeah, Toronto's defense Toronto's is still there, man. Even losing um, Kawhi, they are still there. Yeah, it's because like, their defense. And they didn't all Toronto, they beat L.A. the other night. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know I how say, well L.A. was actually trying to play. Because I mean, they don't no, LeBron, really need to play LeBron anymore. struggled. Um, the Brow struggled. I mean, they were struggling. So it's like they weren't. It's not like they played a great game. It was like a shootout. No, they, they struggled and everything like that. But there's a stat that they said right before the game. Toronto has not lost to the Lakers since 2014. Yeah, I that's it's, unbelievable. It's solid defense. It's solid defense. Um, but you know, before like the last two years, they weren't all that good. Yeah, Kobe's last few years weren't that good. No, he was, but even with that, they, they, they did play during the regular season, and Toronto had their number with LeBron on it. 
Yeah. So it, yeah, it is one it of did. those things. I mean, so it's because LeBron couldn't get the fouls that he wanted. He cries don't, so don't, much. Don't talk to me that you, you're going to ruin the podcast when you talk about him <laughs> like that. Please don't. We can have I, a whole right, so in his fucking bitch ass. Harden, Harden does that. I again, I he gets so many points, but it's just from from flailing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it annoys me. He's a good shooter. Okay, not very good defender. He need to good do basketball that. player. Right. I just I hate that. That's how people get points. He kicks got he kicked a guy in the nuts and got a foul shot. The man is on the ground. <laughs> yeah, it was clearly his nuts uh, smacked into his foot. You're right, ref. Good job. <laughs> So I don't expect a lot of effort uh, for the rest of these playing games from top teams. I think at this point they're just going to work on conditioning and getting their bench players. 100%. Um, speaking of that, so who do you think has played their way in? Because I know it was close. I think New Orleans <laughs> has played their way out. I don't think they have the depth yeah. to do it, so I think they're out. I would have to look at what the seating was. I didn't take a glance before. There's not – I mean, who you expect to win – has pretty much won. I think the Philly, Philadelphia, they're winning right now against the Spurs. I think those two teams that are, are pretty tough. Spur, and I think no, they Spurs still are below. Spurs suck this year. They're lucky to get in. Yeah, but they've won. That's all you got to do is win to get in. No, no. The, so the playing the playing games like they they take the your record like how you do in consideration for it. But just because you win doesn't mean no. You actually it's also in retrospect to what everybody else does. So the Spurs can win, but they can still be far enough back that it wouldn't matter. Yeah, I know. I haven't looked at the... Yeah, I have to look at it again. But yeah, so, I mean, it's one I, of those I, things. I'll bring that up in like after another week of play. Because I, like I said, I got to see who's actually... And that could that could work in some people's favors who who need a win oh, yeah. going against a, a large team well, like we're Milwaukee. We're also going to do our bets once the actual playoffs care. start and we know what's in it too, so... Well, Milwaukee does care, but God damn it, Memphis. 0.5, fuckers. Sorry. This is not a good night. I should have just retired. All right, so I guess, are, are we done with the NBA? Yeah, you can go ahead and talk about PGA because I don't ever want to watch golf again. I guess. Well, so I'll, I'll start with NASCAR really quick. This past weekend, um, they were at New Hampshire. Um, short track race, I mean, the Magic Mile. And you, I mean, you talked to me about placing favorite bets, and we both got burned on. I mean, Kevin Harvick's been hot this season. He's won this twi- this race twice the, the past two times. So he's the defending champ, repeat, and we go out to it, and he didn't show up at all. And I mean, and the prop Completely. I mean, how do I pick the guy? I go, I think Harvick will, be, will do better than Keselowski. He's got the history this season and at that track. And then Keselowski wins. Like, I'm. I hate when those bets hit because you're like, not only did it lose, but the guy I was betting against just outright dominated. Won. Like fuck me, he dominated man. <laughs> but that I did say crazy. I like Truex this race. I I and felt like he well. was kind of like a dark horse, and he did well. So I was like, all right, but I didn't bet him. His, his penalty killed him. I thought he could probably battle the pretty well had he not been able to, or had to have to come all the way from the back. And I I told you Denny Hamlin and looked good, and he was. It was him and Brad the whole time. Um, but yeah, Brad just dominated, dude. It was, it was one of those things to watch, but, uh, I mean, with it, that victory, that was his third of the year and it sealed it. He, uh, re-signed with Penske, uh, I, details still aren't, but he signed an extension with team Penske, uh, this morning. So that's good for him. So he'll be riding with Penske probably for the remainder part of his career. So he had that. And I mean, playoff wise, there's still a, there's about a month. Or so, yeah, there's about a month left. They have two races this weekend at Michigan, um, Saturday and Sunday. They have the Daytona road course race, uh, which will be interesting to see. And then they have the super speedway race that is the last race before the playoffs. That race is going to be something I'm really into because you have a restrictor plate race where anything can happen. I mean, the big wrecks, all like that. And it's the last race before the playoffs start. So you could literally have somebody that's sitting on the bubble plus 30 points. And if they get wrecked out and they finish like 38, 39th, they're not getting any points. They could very well miss the playoffs because of that wreck. 
and it's going to be really intriguing to see. So I'm excited for that. But yeah, that's that's pretty much the NASCAR world there. Um, I love New Hampshire's trophy though because they give them a little trophy, but the the big prize is like the the ten pound lobster you get, <laughs> dude. It's <laughs> massive, and it's yeah. and when you get it, it's alive. They have big rubber bands cl- like that cover these claws that are as big as your hands. And it's just insane. They're just massive. So it's super, super cool. But yeah, this weekend. You think they all eat it? Oh, 100%. Um, Brad Kozlowski, like did a couple of photos of his wife the previous time that they had it. Um, when they actually killed it and they were cooking it. Um, they have a professional chef properly do the disposing of it and killing it with grace and stuff like that. Not how most people do it. But um, <laughs> for all you animal lovers out there, um, but yeah, it's it's it was interesting to see. And then, like I said, you got the Michigan races this week back to back, four hundred mile races. So they're not even like they're shortened a little bit, but they're not shortened by a big amount. So that's cool. So those will be Saturday and Sunday. But yeah, PGA comes up. Um, talk a little bit about last week uh, and Justin Thomas winning. Um, he came in as one of the favorites to win. And for two and a half rounds, he was nowhere. I mean, nowhere. And then the second nine on his, on his third round, he just came out and was lights out. And then on Sunday he was lights out and Brooks came out after not playing well all year and was dominant first round, second round, he struggled third round. He came back out and, uh, struggled and then got back on the par. And then fourth round, he came out blistering. And then, uh, he knew he was trailing Justin by a shot going into his final hole. And it's one of those things you see a golfer know that, Hey, I'm trailing by a shot. I have to do a couple things that I typically wouldn't do. And he ended up double bogeying it. And instead of finishing solo second, it was a tie for second with like three or four other people, um, including Phil Mickelson, which it was the first time in golf's history at a WGC event, a world golf championship event that a 50-year-old or older finished in the top five. So good for Phil Mickelson. I know you gave me so much shit about that leading into it, but Phil finished tied for second uh, this weekend. So it was, it was super cool to see and watch. It was a lot of fun. But that leads me into this weekend. We have the first major of the year, uh, the PGA Championship. I mean, it's August. Typically at this time, we're done with majors. You have the Masters early in April, then the PGA would happen, then the then the British Open and the U.S. Open would be right there. I think it's U.S. British Open. Um, I'm pretty sure the PGA was going to be the first major again this year. Um, but yeah, with all of COVID stuff. So yeah, it's going to be at Harding Park out in San Francisco. It's been revamped since the last time that they had a major event there. It's a par 70, 7,400 yards. So it's a very, very long course. But the from what I've heard on Twitter and from the golf gurus that I do with like my research and everything is that the rough is almost knee high. Hmm. Like if you step in it, it's like almost like fescue length. And they they said they're going to trim it a little bit, but even with it, they were saying if you stepped in it, it at least went up to your mid calf, the true rough it was. So for anybody listening to this, and you're, if you're going to do any DraftKings or anything like that, check out your your local like podcast for golf and stuff. But really focus on people that put the ball in the fairway because unless you're Bryson or Brooks and you hit it in the rough, you ain't coming out. You're, you're scrambling to save par at that point. But it'll be a lot, a lot of fun. Tiger will be back. I'm not betting Tiger this weekend. <laughs> Good. Um, but I mean, Brooks had one good showing. He's had one good event this whole year. And he went from being a guy that was hor- not not even the favorite, not even a top 10 bet this past week too. He is um, the, the betting favorite, him and Justin Thomas at 10 to 1 to win this event. Now, Brooks would be, he's trying to do something no other golfer has ever done. And that's when the PGA Championship three consecutive years in a row. He's won it back-to-back. Um, him and Tiger have that um, together. He tried to win three in a row last year for the U.S. Open and finished second, so it's there. Um, it'll be interesting to see which Brooks shows up. Typically majors, he shows up pretty well. So, um, But it's going to be a fun weekend to watch watch some golf out there and 
I'm going to go golfing on Thursday um, because it's a West Coast one. Tea times aren't until golly, like 11 o'clock. So I can, I'm going to be able to get a full round of golf in before a shot's even played, which will be a lot of fun. So, um, but that's pretty much what I got for PGA um, going forward. Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about? Um, just, was it Bryson DeChambeau? Oh, with the fire about- ants? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, all right. So Bryson is known for being like the mathematician with all his shots and everything. And he questions everything, but over the break, he put on like 40 pounds of muscle. He's mammoth dude. And he's just striping the ball. But the last two weeks he's had rulings that have come across that haven't been in his favor. Two weeks ago, it was, he hit a ball out of the bounds and it was a metal fence and it was out of bounds, but the ball was like three centimeters outside of out of bounds. So he just picked it up and he's pissed off. Well, he striped one way left in the first round and it was a horrible lie. I mean, pushed up against a, a, a big old, I won't even call it a twig. I'll call it a branch, but he couldn't move it because it would move his ball. Um, so it's just one of those things, a bad lie. Bryson knows this. So what does this dude do? He sits there and tries to get a burrowed animal ruling, which if there's a <laughs> burrowed animal, it's considered unplayable and you can move it without taking a stroke penalty. Here's the catch. He tried to say that this tiny little hole in the earth by a tree was fire ants. He calls the official over. He's like, yeah, it's fire ants and all this stuff and going through. And he's like, yeah, there's one. Two minutes go by. Oh, there's another one that comes out. <laughs> and then like th- the course officials just like, um, no, I can't really see that. And then he asked him, well, go ahead take your stance anyway. So Bryson gets in his stance and he goes, it's not even interfering with your stance. So no, I'm not going to give you the ruling. And he didn't do it. He didn't do anything about it. So, but yeah, that was hilarious. And then Brooks, the very next day, round two, striped one in the similar area and goes over and he's looking at a shot and all that. And he comes like, oh, there's a fire ant. Maybe I should call a rules official. And uh, his caddy goes, what, really? And he goes, no, I'm just fucking with you. And this is on, this is on PGA Tour Live. So like if you paid for the subscription, like they didn't, they didn't bleep it out because it was, you didn't catch it. But it was, it was hilarious. And, I love Brooks because he take he drops shade like that every now and again. Yeah. I mean, at the beginning of the week, they asked him how he felt about defending his title for not only the WGC St. Jude, but then for the PGA, um, especially with his most recent form. And his que- and his response was, I'm the defending champion, right? They're like, Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> just, it's just great. Just great. When you ask stupid questions like that, you, you gotta you gotta give it back to them. Yeah, it's it's hilarious. It was so funny. Um, and then I saw a commercial pop up yesterday during the, during the final round, and it's uh, what was it? it? It's Bubba Watson. He's in the weight room, and he's got this dude with him. He's got his <laughs> shirt off, and he's got just Bubba's pale white. And he's just got all this chest hair, and it's like you don't need yeah, to lift. Bubba big- looks like a AA frat guy. Yeah, and, <laughs> oh and he's God. just like you hear him. He's like you don't have to lift big weights to hit bombs. And then you see Brooks kept in the background, just jacked and just ma- lifting these massive weights Open compared the to Bubba's five pounds. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. So yeah, those those are those are great. Um, and then I saw another one today because so DJ pulled out of the event two weeks ago. Said it was back problems. Comes into the WGC and he has a decent round, but he's completely shaved. And DJ is known for his beard, always having a beard. And I saw this meme that came around and said, uh, and it's talking about his wife told my, told my girl to go shave her pussy. And then it's DJ's <laughs> face. That is a uh, baby face. And he's like, not what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> it was fucking great. Sorry for the language, but it was just hilarious. So, uh, yeah, come on. Obviously this is a kid's show. Yeah. Sorry, mom. <laughs> Dad, you're probably laughing. Uh, yeah. My mom was like, "Oh, I want to hear," because she's like just supportive like that. Um, and I was like, "No, nah, we're good." That's cute. <laughs> That's very cute. I man. was like, "I don't want you to hear anything I have to say." 
Like, there is a perception of people. Like, I was watching Dexter, and it it made me think of it. So, in Dexter, I think it's like season three, he tells uh, his sister that their father had been cheating on their mother. And she just, like, seems so blown away from it. And it made me think, like, you know, sometimes you don't want to know things about people that you see in such a good light. Like, you know, like your parents, like if you knew some like deep, dark secret of theirs or if like my family knew my secrets. You know, it could change it. I'm good with just accepting you're nice to me. We're good. If you're a murderer, you do cocaine on your own time. That's you. That's your life. But to me, you're good in my life. (laughs) (laughs) And that's how I've, I've, I've explained it to them. I'm like, do I do I seem like a good person to you guys? Yes. Okay, let's keep it that way. <laughs> you don't need to know everything about me. That's hilarious. I don't tell everyone everything about me. Uh, but other than that, I, I think we're just going to enjoy, so we're going to stay safe, everybody, because uh, most of our listeners are in the affected areas. Just stay safe this weekend, this week. Uh, you know, go buy your bread and milk. <laughs> this is so stupid. Bearing condoms, people. Uh, bearing condoms. Yeah. You don't need a hurricane baby. Remember, nine months from now is typically when you'll see the next spike. Hurricane season, there's always a big spike of babies. Yep. So just uh, stay safe. Listen to our podcast. We, this is going to be our 10th one out. Yeah, big uh, number and, 10. Uh, always text us. Let us know. Like, I really appreciate y'all's feedback. You know, we're only like a small group of listeners right now, but it helps us yeah. going forward. I, I think it's just something that we enjoy doing. And if we talk about if there's topics you would like for us to discuss let us know uh we're always open to talking about it for sure and we're on a lot of this, the the platforms we're on apple podcast now which is really really cool we weren't at the very beginning we've picked up at least enough traction to get to that which is super cool um so if you're on that definitely subscribe hit the give us a five-star rating um and then just leave a comment for it and same thing goes with like Spotify, subscribe to it and just give us a rating and drop a message and we'd love to talk about those things. So Yeah, and if anyone wants to jump on and like talk about a sport that you know really well or a certain topic that you want to discuss, Good luck. go ahead. Good luck. <laughs> no, it's it's always good to like learn from other people or their views on on a topic. Even though we might shoot them down, yeah, <laughs> I'm not. I'm certainly not a professional knowledge on anything. Even the two, the sport I know the most about, which is football. Oh hell no, we're, we're not professional. We goes. are two big headed people. So good luck trying to fit a third act in that. <laughs> well, I think I would just cut you out. And Fuck you, with them. man! Come on, <laughs> you never bring up questions. <laughs> I just like to talk. I oh, I know. <laughs> I I don't even want to do the stats on like the. The talk length. I just know that when I'm editing, there's like some segments that'll be like the topic base, and then I'll just see I have like beep, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, the little, really- little heart rate that pops up. Yeah, he's still alive. We're 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 good. That's fine. Which is I hilarious because at the very I had a beginning, lot to it was complete about. role reversal. I was like not the one that was all of it, but yeah, I've been com- so comfortable that uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's all your sports right now. So yeah, once football helps. starts, I mean, yeah, we'll, I mean, we'll, I know fantasy. You'll I know be football. more the the lead on that one. I mean, I I know not as much, but close to as much as you do, and I follow it just as religiously as you. But there are there are certain things that you you learn about some stuff too. I like to stay in my bubbles and and talk about that. Um, the other thing is, if you guys are on Twitter, follow us on Twitter. Falling off the bandwagon dash godly, and follow off the falling off the bandwagon dash Willems. I'm on there retweeting little giveaways on DraftKings all the time from different um, shows and stuff like that, and then my opinions and and everything there. And Godley's gotten a lot on his bet and stuff. He's uh, yeah, I'm typically bitching. <laughs> and if I do have to say, if you see something on there that says anything about a personal bet, take it because his personal bets are working out very very well. Yeah, but his my bets are posted strong. Are so so right now. I took down that 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 one. I'm like not playing. They all lost. (laughs) I was like, and delete. (laughs) Which there's the first one I've deleted. Normally, I only delete something if I like spelled it wrong because that's just like a personal thing. I don't really care if it won or lost. I don't like putting something up that makes me look illiterate. 
There you go. So, but yep. Thank you guys for listening. Episode 10, hopefully way more to come from. Um, yeah. Peace out. All right. See ya. See ya. Well, I've won and lost against the best. This old road's been a hell of a test. I'm still driving. I ain't slowing down. There's rules I love to break and bend. Mistakes I've made again and again. But I tell you this, my friends, I'm still around. I hit it hard, man. up by now all the rough i've seen these ups and downs somehow i just keep on playing through so all you critics pull up a chair at the winner's circle soon i'll be there with a high five and a smile for you to be this way it's from the heart man i hit it hard man Hard man, how about you?